Welcome once again, listener, to another edition of Footy from the Foot, the podcast coming to you live from the home of football in San Diego, the Bluefoot neighbourhood, bar and lounge in the heart of San Diego's glittering North Park. I'm, I'm your co-host, Paul Hutchinson, and I'm joined, as ever, to my right, in fact, to my left, uh, the director of football at Bluefoot, Rod Styles. How are you, sir? I'm very good. Thank you for noticing I moved. <laughs> yes, it's, th- it's throwing me off, this. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's a busy one, this one. We've uh, already lined up two conversations with people that we like here at the Bluefoots. First of all, Greg, who is a resident US soccer uh, nerd, who uh, is going to let us know all things regarding the MLS Cup final. And we've also got James Freshwater, who is the co-founder of the San Diego Wolves in their debut season in, in San Diego. So we're going to have a chat with him about uh, about Wolverhampton Wanderers. You may hear some uh, some noise in the background today, but there's a whole lot going on here at Bluefoot. It's genuinely here from <laughs> from the bar, um, and uh, the, the pool table is being uh, I don't know, kind of uh, tortured. It seems like over there resurfaced. <laughs> okay, uh, so there may well be some some ambient noise, maybe more than than usual. All right, um, well let's get on with it. Really, as always, we want it. We are. Uh, footyfromthefoot at gmail.com. We're also at footyfromfoot on Twitter and Instagram, as well as, as Facebook. We are soundcloud.com slash footyfromthefoot, but exciting developments. We are also on Spotify and iTunes as of a few hours ago. We are <laughs> we are on both of those platforms. So hopefully that's going to be easier for people to get to listen to uh, to this podcast. Our website is footyfromthefoot.com. So there is a lot, lot to get through here. We'll look back at the weekend's Bundesliga and Premier League games. Um, everyone had sort of a lie-in this this weekend, uh, with Bournemouth playing Manchester United in the not-as-early-as-usual game, but Bournemouth got a nice handy 1-0 win. And the lowest points total in 33 years at this stage of the season for it, Manchester United. It is tragic. Just an inconsistent young team, aren't they? That's, that's what's going on there, really. Oh, very good. Well, actually, we didn't get much of a lie-in because I was up at four o'clock in the morning watching England get beat in the World Cup final in Japan, which mm. was a shame. But we had the perfect... We had the perfect storm of uh, supporters groups uh, from uh, that watched their games at Bluefoot this weekend because I think it was like five or six games going on at the same time, wasn't there? Six games. Incredible. Uh, yeah, so it all started at 7.30 in the morning um, with Bayern Munich playing... Frankfurt, but we'll talk about that in a second. 5-1, by the way. Um, (laughs) And then we had Aston Villa playing Liverpool. Manchester City were hosting Southampton. Yeah. Um, Arsenal were playing... The Wolves. The Wolves, of course, yes. So that was our other sports group. And we had some Dortmund fans here as well. Yeah. So it was all going on. A crazy day, yeah. (laughs) A lot of stress. I didn't sleep much that night before. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I mean, we'll start with the Bayern Munich thing. Um, They got a good old-fashioned... Thumping, didn't they? Uh, yeah, five one, incredible, actually. And uh, at the end of Nico Kovac, he was fired after that game. And uh, you know what? I read this morning that Wenger might be taking over for, <laughs> for the rest of the season. So yeah, well, unless Poch is on his way, I don't no, know. Well, no, who knows? I think Poch is staying. <laughs> uh, um, but I mean, they're still only four points away from the top. Um, Borussia Mönchengladbach are there currently. Dortmund had a good win. Um, they beat Wolfsburg three nothing. And Dortmund are now currently in second. So yep. it's all change up there. Big game this weekend. So it was eight o'clock, the kickoffs, and we've mentioned that Arsenal played Wolves, and Arsenal are the kings of throwing a lead away right now. This will be. Um, the, and Wolves are a second half team. They always score, and that's their seventh draw, I believe, now yep. so in, in the league. So um, 
as predicted, really. It was one of those where Arsenal were in position to win the thing, and they didn't. Villa played a Liverpool, and Villa actually went ahead in this one, didn't they? Surprisingly, yeah. And, um, yeah, Liverpool were losing with 86, 87 minutes on the clock, I believe. And um, Two very late goals, really, yeah. They just seem to be pulling it out of the bag at the moment, Liverpool. Definitely, yeah. We had another VAR with uh, Firmino's kind of half-an-arm pit offside, uh, apparently, but more controversy in that regard. We had City playing Southampton, and again, Southampton also took a, a surprise lead in this one. They did. Yeah, it was the upside down for a while there. but uh, ten 10-0 full cast disappeared. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who'd have thought that, really? Bit of a goalkeeping uh, clangor. Yeah. But then normal service uh, was resumed. They won 2-1 in the end. Uh, in other games, Brighton 2-0 against Norwich. West Ham uh, lost 2-3 at home to Newcastle. They've taken two points out of the last 15. Uh, Sheffield United, brilliantly, beat Burnley 3-0. And they are flying. They are currently in sixth place. Until this weekend. <laughs> uh, the late game was Watford versus Chelsea. And Chelsea just keep on winning. And Pulisic with the deciding goal. Yeah, not as convincing as it could have been, though. I think Watford, uh, yeah, they're a bit of a nothing team right now, that lot, aren't they? But uh, Chelsea won again. Sunday, another handy win for Leicester as they beat Palace on the road 2 0. Again, a nice little follow win for Leicester as well in the bar at the moment. Which yeah, is, which is quite nice, yeah. They're a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, they're quite cocky, but they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> the second goal, by the way, was an absolute thing of beauty. Like lots of movement off the ball, Chris passing, and then a really tidy finish. Vardy's on fire. That was a great win for Leicester because. Coming off a 9-0, normally the next weekend you, you, you kind of draw the next game. You yeah. don't score. So to go to Palace and get a 2-0 win like that. My only thing is if they get injuries, how deep is that squad? Um, and then the final. There, isn't it? Right. <laughs> and then the final game of the weekend was Everton versus Tottenham, which was a really odd game. Horrible first half. Yeah, well, and not not a great second half, honestly, either, no. was it? We, we had the uh, pretty horrendous injury for Gomez, who apparently is going to make a full recovery, so that that's pretty positive. Son was punished with a yellow card at first, and then I think the ref looked up one look at the injury, thought that something worse had happened, and then decided to uh, brandish a red. That has since been rescinded, I think. Mm. Um but the positives, at least from this game, was Deli Ali. He scored a goal for you. Nice, nice finish as well. Yeah. But VAR just garbage in this game. On it, they, horrible. It took forever to make decisions. The Deli Ali handball, which was a handball, I have to say, and but they reviewed it twenty three times. Yeah. yeah. Come on. It's just not being used well. Let is the it? referee look at that screen. That's. I mean, I think he's allowed to. I don't know why they're not <laughs> not doing that. Anyway. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much the. Premier League and Bundesliga games this uh, for last weekend. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back with the Champions League. We'll uh, just have a quick around the grounds for the the Champions League this uh, this week. Actually, we'll start in the Europa League. But there's a little bit of nostalgia for uh, for Arsenal playing on a Wednesday in Europe. Ah. Um, <laughs> but apparently, this was an absolute dog with fleas. This game. Thankfully, we didn't open for this game. I watched the last ten minutes as right. I came in, but um, and I think that was the the only yeah, relevant ten minutes. Totally. Was it, yeah? um, and then yeah, Gamarish got a very late equaliser. But I think Arsenal are pretty in control of that group. They they, they ended that in a draw. On, on Tuesday, Chelsea played Ajax, and this was an absolutely crackers game. Two blocks got sent off in, in the space of 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, one for like, where the player was allowed to play on and from a, from a tackle, and then there was a fairly, fairly dodgy handball in the penalty area that was given as a yellow card, a second yellow, so two blocks got sent off in the space of 10 seconds. And Chelsea came back from 4-1. Yeah. And should have won it. 
Yeah, um, so yeah, four, four apiece that ended up. But Chelsea are not absolutely guaranteed to get through in that group. Uh, they need a, a good result against Valencia, I believe, mm-hmm. at their place because they lost at home uh, to them in the first game. Uh, Liverpool played Genk 2-1. The Ox continues to get uh, goals for them. Called up to the England squad today as well. Oh, really? Good for him. Great. Russia Dortmund uh, were losing 2 nothing and got a very important 3-2 win in the end. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're again, now handily placed uh, to make sure they're qualified for the next round. Barca played Sparta Prague at home and they drew... Nil all. Terrible game. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, the first time for a long while that they've had a group stage nil all draw. On Wednesday, your Spurs uh, went to Belgrade and, uh, yeah, enjoyed them, their little selves, didn't they? Can we play them every week? <laughs> they were pretty much garbage, weren't they, of the two games that you played them. But, you know, handy away win for your boys, which you've not done for a long while. Bayern Munich, they beat uh, Olympiakos, which mm-hmm. is good for your boys. And um, you need them to run the table. But, Le- uh, but Lewandowski has now scored in every single match he's played this season. Which Champions is League and Bundesliga. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Atalanta drew at home with Manchester City. Kyle Walker ended up in goal. <laughs> <laughs> which I've not seen as yet because I've just not had the chance to see it. But I assume that it was like the goalkeeper's like droning in because that, that's that's what I want to see. when it, He looked really small in the goal, but his first thing to do was to save a free kick, which bounced off him, but he caught it the second time. And it was... <laughs> <laughs> All right. When we come back, we'll have a preview of the, the Bundesliga games and Premier League games coming up this weekend. There is a Friday night, a mouche-bouche, as we like to call them here. Norwich plays Watford Friday afternoon. This starts off a weekend of like real six-pointer games already this season, so yeah. top, middle and bottom. So yeah, this is a big one at the bottom. Yeah, the... That really is a relegation battle already, this this game, isn't it? The 7 o'clock kickoffs. your Tottenham Hotspurs play Sheffield United. Yeah, actually, if you could handpick a game not to have, I think it might have been this one. <laughs> yeah, last week I felt the same way, but I'm actually thinking maybe with this win. I'm <laughs> wow. So let's Hold on again. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> but I, I'm, not, I'm seeing a few people coming back from injury and stuff, and right. Sessionon's getting into the pitch now. He did an assist last night. The Celso's played 86 minutes yesterday. He looked really good. Okay, other games as well. Chelsea play Crystal Palace. That's the early game at 4.30. And Burnley play West Ham United. Newcastle United play Bournemouth. And Southampton play Everton, which are all kind of... Those are your three o'clock games, aren't they? Those are like perfect three o'clock games, really. One of major interest to Bluefoot watchers is the Leicester City versus Arsenal game. Yeah, this is a really interesting game, this one, really. I can see Arsenal getting absolutely spanked here. This is the last game for Emery, by the way. The the thing is... (laughs) Yeah, I believe they're going to get spanked quite heavily, and I think Emery's going to be fired after this game. The the only thing that bothers me really about is Leicester, when it comes up to these like traditionally top five or six teams, tend not to do very much really on their home turf they are absolutely flying at the moment and right. yeah, I, yeah. I, I see it Arsenal are on the floor that's the only thing I can kind of uh, argue against Leicester not winning that one um, people are fed up aren't they with, with Emery so we'll see how all that shakes down he's like it? the worst man manager of all time he's, <laughs> no it, it, yeah. I, and I've heard this from Arsenal fans as well yeah. the war, how he's dealt with you know the Saka thing with the with the, the captaincy. Yeah, he didn't even give him the captaincy. He asked the players. He he can't make a decision. Yeah. Now he's taking it off him. It, it's it's yeah yeah. It's very sad. And Özil, all that kind oh. of management. Yeah, I actually really. sympathise with Arsenal fans about Emery because I think he is an absolute joke. I actually backed him up a couple of months ago, but now yeah. We have on Sunday Manchester United versus Brighton at six o'clock. Another Bluefoot derby, which is Wolverhampton Wanderers versus 
Aston Villa. Villa at six o'clock should be fun. Yeah, so <clears throat> get down here early to avoid disappointment. Yeah. Wolves will have played another European game. Villa, really unpredictable team, aren't they? So, yeah. So I think the way they play suggests they should be better, but they're, they're quite low in the table. Yeah. I don't think they'll go down. But on Saturday as well, nine thirty as well as the Arsenal game, we do have the Dortmund Bayern Munich game on as well in the back room. So that's um, oh yeah, should be a full house for these two games. The Classica. Uh, and then the big game in the Premier League this weekend is Liverpool versus Manchester City. The final part one. <laughs> yeah, so it's the title decider. I can't see Liverpool losing this. You know, not score. Yeah, I can't yeah. see Liverpool not scoring against City's defence, to be honest. So, and they've and probably got keeper troubles now as well. Certainly. Bravo, Bravo well, yeah. yeah I mean, always got a clanger in him. Calamity. Um, yeah, Liverpool, Manchester City. And yeah, also, of course, we have the MLS final. That's at noon. Um, on Sunday and we had a bit of a chat with Greg Alright, we are delighted to have Greg on who is our resident MLS expert and uh, US soccer devotee you're here to look uh, forward to the MLS Cup that's happening this Sunday Well thanks for having me, I'm not uh, this isn't the matchup I was hoping to see at least on half of no, the side uh, I'm an LASC supporter and it's very disappointing that this season turned out the way that it did, but uh, we'll touch on that, I'm sure. What can we kind of uh, expect to see on Sunday? What kind of uh, setups will the both teams get? All right. Um, starting off the top, this uh, matchup, Seattle versus Toronto, is the third time in four years that these teams have met in the final. 2016, uh, Toronto at that time was arguably the best setup MLS team of all time and I am by far the biggest payroll at that time so that final made it to uh, Toronto and unfortunately for uh, friends in Toronto it uh, went Seattle's away they won the final without a single shot on goal uh, <laughs> wow. maybe not even a single shot it went to penalties and then the very next year Toronto reasserted their dominance and I well I've got to say that I'm going to be rooting for Seattle they are kind of nominally my uh, MLS team I, I it's the only MLS team that I've seen live uh, in Seattle. It was in a CONCACAF Champions League game, so nominally they are my uh, my team. I, I like how they uh, go about things in terms of their fans and things. So I actually took Atlanta on a couple of weeks ago, and because they were looking really good, and yeah. then Toronto actually beat Atlanta. So, yeah. Yeah. And also, to, I mean, to be fair, Seattle, intrinsically I'm a Portland fan, so it's hard, or originally rather a Portland fan, a lot of Timbers matches when they were in USL. But yeah, Seattle definitely uh, laid the template for sort of the next level of what MLS could be uh, in terms of fan support. Relevance in the city was a big one. Um, and then you see that manifested, uh, you know, to a whole other level uh, with both Atlanta, the way they came on uh, two years ago, I mean, filling a, a, filling a football stadium. And then last year with LAFC, although their stadium's smaller, their relevance in a, t- in a largely sports and different town uh, their relevance has been really something to see. And we should really talk about the fight and about kind of you know what, what you think might happen. What's uh, your predictions and the players to look out for as well? Yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting little matchup. Like I said, not a little matchup. It's sold out an NFL stadium in 20 minutes. Uh, I read earlier today that uh, it's the hottest ticket ever in Major League Soccer. Uh, re- retail value, retail sales, according to SeatGeek, are something like $640 on the average. Wow. And it's in Seattle. It's second only to their NFC Championship game in 2014. But I think from a from a soccer standpoint, it's interesting. Seattle is a much better, more well constructed team now 
than they were for either one of those two seasons. Toronto is not nearly the team they were. Uh, at the time, Toronto was the most costly and arguably best constructed team MLS had ever seen. So those tables have, have sort of tilted. Seattle is really happy to play without the ball. Their trio of attackers uh, that have been making a, just tearing it up recently, and this is the thing, Seattle's attackers are in form. Uh, Raul Rui Diaz, Peruvian guy, played in Copa America. Uh, Nico Lodero, uh, Copa America player uh, for Uruguay. You might remember the goalie scored. You might remember the goalie scored. Uh, Rabona over somebody took a touch, lower corner, one hell of a goal. And I was like, yeah, that dude plays in MLS. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And, then, and then Jordan Morris, the young American kid, uh, coming back from a catastrophic knee injury last year. But he's been on really, really good form. So it's going to put raise some interesting questions for Toronto's back line, specifically because Omar Gonzalez, the U.S. international, has played uh, however many seasons in Mexico, big money transfer back in the day. Um, but uh, he came to Toronto midseason, and Toronto's season actually was not very good before he came. And then after he showed up, I, they shored things up a lot. However, Omar Gonzalez hasn't played a minute of the playoffs yet. But uh, if he's healthy, he presents a different problem because he's a much more hold-the-line defender. And their current pairing, Mavinga and uh, Laurent Simon, uh, both of those guys are more aggressive. They're more ball hunters. But that plays right, right, right into Seattle's hands. Because Seattle has so much damn speed coming off the wings. By the way, this guy knows exactly what he's talking about right now. Yeah. This is like a masterclass here. Apart from his avoiding the question, who do you think's actually going to win? Um, well, I mean, a lot of the, yeah, it depends. I, I personally think Seattle will win uh, at home. It, it is interesting. Uh, Seattle is a better team without the ball. That's how they beat LAFC. Okay. Uh, you and I watched that game together, Paul. One, they got out coached. Uh, uh, he got out tactic by Brian Schmetzer. And you heard me on my rants about we had no gravity in the middle, or we being LAFC had no gravity in the middle. Um, but it, and essentially, I think Seattle had 31% of the ball that game. So Seattle's like way more happy without the ball. Uh, and however, at home in front of 70,000 people, some of the best fans in MLS, no question. I say that even as a Portland fan, there's going to be an impetus on them to play on the front foot, and they can. Okay, Greg, can I like bring you into a um, changing the subject totally? But I know you like a, a, a song from a football team in England, from Sheffield United, <laughs> the Chip Buddy song. Yes. But I think you've adapted it now for Nashville. Am I yes, correct? yes, I did. Nashville being a music city. It's, it's a rework of Sheffield's uh, Greasy Chip Buddy song. Greasy Chip Buddy song. But, with, the but with Nashville themes. Yeah. And there are plenty of Nashville's a great town in Me terms and Paul of music. Are English, and English, by the way, so. and we miss Chip Buddies all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They don't sound hard to make. <laughs> I know. You're, but a, they, you're a freaking the, cook, Rod. You can just make one. <laughs> no, it's, all, it's a certain type of bread, old boy. <laughs> you can make a chip butty by mistake. Like, it's hell, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I beg to differ, Paul. I beg to differ. We but need it, the bread. Yeah. No, to finish up on that, I, yeah. I sent the lyrics to, uh, I looked up the, the supporters group in Nashville. He said he loved it. He said it's a great idea, and he's going to try to incorporate it. Brilliant, brilliant. So if it shows up over the TV, that's it's my doing. So. <laughs> what time's the game anyway? This, oh, uh, yeah, it's yeah. on um, 12 o'clock or noon, uh, our time, Pacific time. It's kind of early. Uh, it's on eight, uh, Sunday, November Sunday. 10th um, on ABC, What's the that? big network. network. Yeah. So, yeah, should be, a, should be a, a good spectacle. It might not, you know, finals are always interesting. Well, 
Greg, thank you so much uh, for all your effort and everything. Uh, we're gonna wrap I've, it I've up got up. seven more pages of tactical notes. Yeah, no. and we will only, <laughs> but only have to go seven more minutes. <laughs> we all need a beer now. <laughs> they will appear in the show notes. Uh, yes, and but yeah, thank you so much. Brilliant. For well, yeah, thanks for having me, and it's been fun watching yeah. soccer with you guys. Brilliant. Right. Love you guys. Again, our thanks to, to Greg uh, for spending uh, the, the time with us. Uh, he did a great deal of uh, research into all of that, so I'm really, really appreciative of his preparedness for speaking with us uh, yesterday, in fact. Thanks, Greg. All right, and we promised that there's uh, two guests on the podcast, and what we'll do is uh, we'll, we'll go straight into our chat with James Freshwater, the co-founder of the San Diego Wolves, and as a little, little bonus, uh, there is a, a deliberate unforced error as part of this conversation, it's up to <laughs> <laughs> answers on a postcard if you uh, if you spot what uh, what the error is uh, during the uh, the conversation we have with with James. All right, uh, so double bubble. We've got uh, James Freshwater, who is the founder of uh, the San Diego Wolves. Are we are we on that? We're at, well, we are live. We're actually live. Yeah. Hello, James. I'm so excited. <laughs> He is excited, by the way, listeners. He is very excited. Uh, it's, yeah. So, thank you so much for coming out. It's really, oh, I really appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. Well, this is, this is your debut season at the, at the Bluefoots. So how's it all, all going so far? Debut year in San Diego as well. Um, how's it going? Two wins, two losses, seven draws. Wow. Seven draws. It's like a massive Nelson's column of draws. I don't, I don't like that. So I'd, I'd, I'd take more wins and a, a couple more losses. But, you know, no, going well. I mean, your season like has been going since, like I think since everybody else finished. Last 20, season, yeah. 22 games, I want to say, wow. maybe maybe Incredible. more so yeah. far. Um, but the Europa League takes its toll, yeah. and everyone said this when we qualified, but we wanted to qualify, and Nuno's been great in in going for it as yeah. well. And you've been doing very well as well. Yeah, we have. So if we beat um, Bratislava tomorrow, you qualified. No, we need one more point. And we've got Braga away. They've been doing really well. Yes. And then we've got Besiktas at home. So we need one point from two games if we win tomorrow. Yeah. Yes, that's so, yeah. That's Thursday. Pretty, tomorrow is Thursday. And that's a, that's a pretty solid group as well. You know, they've all played in the uh, in Europe before, haven't oh, they? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've been amazed at how well we've done. But we've got a really good team. Mm-hmm. There's good players. And uh, we just adjusted. It's an 18-man squad. That's what he wants to use. Nuno's like 18 plus the keepers, so the keepers don't count in that. That's what he wants to do. So you've had previous in this competition. I remember in 1967 you got to the Fairs Cup semi-final. I think you came up against Tottenham Hotspur and you lost over two legs. Am I right in saying that? You're doing much better than me, Rod. Remember in 1967, because I don't remember that. <laughs> well, I didn't exist then. Have you said that though? <laughs> the Wolves do have like an incredible. I mean, yeah, at one point yeah, they yeah. claimed that they were the greatest team yeah, yeah, yeah. in the world. Well, they, like, they kind of started the the, uh, the Champions League. Yeah. It wasn't the Champions League then, but they played games against like Dynamo Moscow, Honved, back in the fifties, yeah. Floodlit. And they were the first, I think, the first English team, or one of the first English teams to have a floodlit stadium. So they play and, and they win. And we won, we won the equivalent of the Premier League a few times in the 50s. Of course you did, yeah. Great history. And there's FA Cups there, and there's all these things for Wolves. And I, I was born into it, so I didn't have a choice. But um, 
Well, so I, when I, you were growing up, it, it would have been like Steve Ball, I assume, was Steve it? Ball, yeah. that's yeah. my hero. He's, he's like a vice president of the club now. He's like an ambassador for the club. But he, 306 goals for Wolves. What a great player. And he was a... Member, that? And well, England as well. He was and he scored on his debut player. against Scotland. But he was a second division player yeah, when yeah, England yeah. picked him up to play. Yeah. Which was, it came off his back, yeah. hit the floor, <laughs> and he half followed it into the net. Which is bully, good bully. Well, that's like Steve Ball all over. Yeah. Came off something, and he'd still get it in the net. So, um, And then he, he actually made the squad for Italian 90, the World Cup. And he was still a, a third-tier player at that point, wasn't he? Second-tier. Second-tier, second tier, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, it's astonishing, though, really, isn't it? Yeah. Really, yeah. I remember the headline um, in the, the magazine Match. Was, I remember like vaguely, Bull, yeah. Bull 50 because uh, he scored like 50 goals one season. Two seasons like, running. Wow. So in the fourth tier and then the third tier, he hit 54 and maybe 52. Amazing. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That was the turnaround because in the 80s, mid to late 80s, we were like on the on the verge of extinction. We got we got bought out by um, the Batty Brothers. Like that was their name. And, and that, well, was David their, that was their that was their nature as well, and, and they just sort of sent us down, and we went down and down and down, and nearly went out of out of business fundamentally. Wow. And then we signed two players from West Brom, and West Brom's our mortal enemy, and, and we paid I think sixty sixty thousand pounds for Steve Ball, and like twenty thousand pounds for Andy Thompson, and they were kind of the fulcrum wow. of us coming back. Wow. So it was, it was, and that's that was me growing up then. So my games were watching Steve Ball, Andy Thompson, Robbie Dennison, Andy Much, all of those Andy players. Much, of course. Andy Much, yeah. He ended up playing in the Premier League for Swindon. He never got there with Wolves. And Steve Ball never got there either, which no, was so sad. Another sort of like legends of the club, I mean, uh, Billy Wright as well. Billy Wright in the like, 50s. So yeah. he was the captain of uh, our team that won the, the Premier League equivalent of Division One in those days. Uh, the FA Cup took us into Europe. He was amazing. 103 Europe, caps for England as well. 1967, was it in Europe? Yeah. Yeah. No, let's let's stop that. bringing up 1967. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I was, my, my father was a teenager then. Come on. <laughs> you look well for your age, Rod. So I want to kind of go on to the idea of uh, you setting up uh, camp in the Bluefoot yeah. with your, uh, the rest of your Wolves pack, as it were. Yes. So the Wolves pack started as uh, me and my wife, Leanne. We moved to San Diego in April and we came in before April and met Rodders and, uh, and you, Paulie, right. and a few of the other guys for an England game. And we were like, right, we're going to set up stall here. And then we met another Wolves fan, Ernesto, Ernie. Hi, Ernie. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Wearing a Wolves shirt. I remember that. And I was like, I might as well start a supporters club. And we're fully <laughs> sanctioned by the Wolves. And it's all... Um, That's brilliant. It's it's great because there's benefits and we get to... There's a lounge. There's actually a lounge at the Molyneux that we, if, if we ever end up in Wolverhampton for a game that we can go and use. Um, so so if, if, yeah. you, if you're out there and you, and you not need a team to support, you want to support a team that's got objectively the yeah. best logo in the Premier League, Fundamentally, and you want to come and have a laugh down the blue foot or not. I mean, the club now, the official club is like 20 members, but we haven't seen half of the guys because 6 a.m. on a Sunday is a tough gig. What we're going to do is have a, a general meeting here at some point this year. So we've got the rest of this month in December to do that and actually at a reasonable hour. 
and get all the members to come and actually ask them what they want from the club because we can get player visits. You know, there's a lot of benefits of being yeah. associated with the Worldwide Wars. And what so, the yeah. can do for you as well. So we set it up. There was no doubt in where we were going to be after I met Rodney <laughs> because you've got to come to the Blue Foot. We're, we're, not, we're not top of the pecking order. There's Arsenal, there's City, there's Villa as well, who we play on Sunday. Um, but we're growing. Blue Derby. <laughs> it's another Blue Foot Derby. We're undefeated. Blue Foot Derby. We're undefeated in Blue Foot Derbies this year. We beat yeah. City and we just drew with Arsenal. Should have beat Arsenal. You brought up beautifully the, uh, the, the, the Villa game at the weekend. I, I assume you're going to win that. No, no problem. Well, I've just we've just done the predictions, and uh, I'm going two one, but I'm hoping it's like two nil, three nil, four nil. Just like, just kind of like after really? five minutes, two goals. Like, just oh, kind of I'm, I'm kind of sick of going down a goal yeah. and then having to come. You know, so I, I like Villa. Thank God, West. It's not West Brom because that would be that would be unbearable for me because <laughs> Villa's fine. Um, so, what, what's what's a, a good season for you? What would you settle for? Uh, Mid-tables, mid fine. 10, ten up mm-hmm. would be great. I think if we can turn some of the draws into wins, which I think we can do. Yeah. So, I think a good run in a cup. We're in two because yeah. we're still in the FA Cup. So, it hasn't started yet. Uh, the Europa League. And then, let, let's let's get some wins in the Premier like League. Yeah. Starting on we're still Sunday. in the FA Cup. <laughs> So, I remember being in the bar the day you were in the back room against Manchester City. Oh, and that was amazing. That was, well, you, had the, you had the time delay as well on the street. We had the we time delay the on the yeah, 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 I would yeah. walk in and knowing that a goal had been scored or a free kick had been... Working great. the bar and enjoying it, yeah. Rolling, yeah, that was great. That was great. <laughs> we deserved to win. You did, sure. yeah. We were sat here where yeah. we are now and it was a really good band. Yeah. When I've had a few drinks. <laughs> But um, no, we're, we're, it's good. We're making a lot of friends here. You are indeed. And I think yeah. that's important. And you know what? You're very much loved in the bar. We'll wrap it up there. But um, so if well, if anybody feels like they want to join in with the San Diego yeah, Wolves, so the, the, the San Diego Wolves fan club, just ask to join. Generally, I spend more time on Instagram, which is at San Diego underscore Wolves, and in there is in both of them is the link to the Worldwide Wolves website where you can actually join and get your membership card and be entitled to come come watch a game with us come join the come club on. and um, they are a lot of fun but thanks good for having people. me guys keep up the good work no. love you James <laughs> love it love it Legend. absolutely love it <laughs> fantastic you, Legend. And, uh, and final thing up the walls <laughs> <laughs>And again, our thanks to James again for spending his uh, Wednesday evening with us. Most enjoyable. It was really, really good fun. Yeah. Um, and this is what the, this podcast is all about, is hanging out with good people. And uh, it was, yeah, a really fun uh, to record those two things. All right. We'll do now is we'll go straight into any other business. Bolton play uh, P- Plymouth Argyle in the first round of the Cup. Um, the dream here is to get a, a TV game. So if we can make it to the third round and get a, a big club, that I think would help the coffers out a little bit, if we could get that. I think we all agree you deserve that. <laughs> so, um, and you know, we've got a, got a chance against Plymouth. We're actually three games, uh, we've won three games on the bounce uh, in all competitions. So, you know, we're coming to this with a, a modicum of uh, encouragement and form. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but there are a lot of uh, the games, uh, the FA Cup first round games on ESPN 
uh, on ESPN Plus. Uh, Dover Athletic, who are our team that we're looking out for, they play South End. And you Sorry, can, Dover. <laughs> you can actually see that game, should you wish. It's uh, Sunday at, at, uh, at 4 a.m. So, yeah, there's all sorts of different... Uh, I see many getting up for that one, Paul. Plenty <laughs> <laughs> of unusual games, I think. Also... <laughs> Uh, the uh, the Chargers are not moving to the new Spurs ground. You see that? No, I did not. <laughs> well, I think Spanos kind of dis- uh, dismissed it as BS. No, okay, uh, definitely. Yeah. That means it's happening. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, yeah, don't rule it out. Is you did all right in the predictor game this week? Yep. You predicted that Bournemouth beat Man United one nothing. So you got Woo-hoo. that bang on the nose. I had a free beer, which was uh, <laughs> the difference in everybody's uh, results. Uh, unfortunately, Nate uh, was lagging behind a little bit. Uh, he got two results correct. I got four results correct, and um, and yeah, you got uh, you got bonus points for the correct score this week. Still lagging behind though. All of the really exciting games, to be honest. James has been good enough to submit his predictions uh, this time round for the listeners, um, and he predicts that Dortmund are going to beat Bayern Munich to nothing. I'm going to go with three apiece. And Rod, what you're going to go with? I'm going to go three one. Then we have Liverpool-Manchester City game. I've gone one apiece. James has gone City winning 2-1. What are you going to go for? 2-0 Liverpool. 2-0 Liverpool. All right, oh, OK. These are hard to get. <laughs> Title's done and dusted. Uh, Leicester-Arsenal. Uh, James has gone one all. I've gone one all. What are you going with? Leicester, 5-1. 5-1? Oh, my word. Bye, Emery. <laughs> Wolves-Villa. James has obviously gone 2-1 to, to the Wolves. <laughs> I've gone one apiece because that's just what Wolves do. And 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Tottenham, Sheffield United. James has gone 2-1 in this one. I've gone 0-0. Zero, 3-0 zero. Zero, Tottenham. Just doesn't learn this one. <laughs> <laughs> You'll laugh at me next week. <laughs> uh, Man United play Brighton. James went to one all. I've gone one nothing to United. And Rod, you're going with... 2-1 Brighton. And the big one, Bolton-Plymouth in the FA Cup. James, much more confident than I. He's gone 3-0. I've gone 2-1. I'm going to go 1-0 Bolton. A little bit more housekeeping. Next week, we're going to have the good people from the At Bands FC account on. I, I, I love these lot. I'm a bit of a nerd about them. What I'll do is I'll post a link um, to their different accounts. Their phrase is, bands as football teams, football teams as bands. They create badges uh, from music acts and from existing football crests. And there's some absolutely great ones on there. So, yeah, spend a little bit of time having a look at them. Uh, it's, it's, for me, the perfect combo of like music and football and design. And they're really good people too. And uh, I'm delighted that they've agreed to come on and spend some time with us. And conversation we'll have uh, will air during the international break uh, next week. If you I want to ask them any questions, uh, please let us know and I'll, I'll put them to, to them. Uh, and I'm very excited about that. That should be really good fun. Also next week, we're going to have Paul Brown on. He is uh, one of the, the San Diego Toffees. And he's going to talk about the EPL supporters group uh, Christmas party. Uh, that's been announced as taking place at the Harp on Friday, December the 6th. He's going to come on talk about requesting raffle prizes and uh, yeah, your presence to get behind the charities that uh, they help to support uh, around, around Christmas uh, with, with gifts for families that are deserving of those. Was it uh, Bluefoot last year, and it helped a lot of people out. And so let's uh, yeah get behind that and, and do it yeah. again. Again, I will link to the event page there, the the notes for this podcast. Again, the food drive is still happening for Thanksgiving here at Bluefoot. All of your non-perishables to be delivered at the bar. 
forthcoming attractions? What's going on at the foot over the weekend? Anything? Uh... So we'll just open early. Uh, open at seven on Saturday morning, and we'll be open for six on Sunday, and normal open hours on Friday for the game, eleven o'clock. Excellent Perfect. stuff. Hope to see you all there. And the first person who comes up and says 1972 to me at the bar for the Leicester Arsenal game <laughs> on Saturday morning will get a free beverage of their choice. That is 1972. First person to say it to me. Brilliant. Excellent stuff. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. I've got lots to get through here. So thank you if you've made it this far. We are on Spotify and on iTunes now as well, as well as continue to be on, on SoundCloud. But uh, we're very excited about that. Please tell your friends. Thank you to my pal David Sankster for his uh, theme tune. And uh, yeah, give him a follow at 1 in 20 Parkinson's. Remember the th food drive. Our thanks to James and to Greg for their time and insights this week. And we are going to be serenaded. Instead of the usual outro, James's niece, who, who um, adorably sent him a video footage of sing singing a, a wolf's tune. So we're going to have uh, Wanda Freshwater uh, to sing us out. Brilliant. So, <laughs> Thank you again, Lister, and uh, we'll do all this again next week. Goodbye. Nina had a dream to build a football team. We tried to send one kid from Porto. Five no back, hating the tap. We were Rampton, we ran our way back. Done, 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 done. Come on, Uncle.